Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Cornering the Market. This is episode 14. It is Friday, December 23. My name is P. You may know me online as Aston Cloud. I'm joined by my friend, Jared, who you may know online as Jared underscore pause and the purveyor of the eight nap fund. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Like, like I just said, uh, in the thick of the holiday seasons. So we got a lot going on and family stuff, boys, presents and all that other stuff. So it's nothing, nothing but chaos around here. Yeah. A lot of family time over here as well. I'm traveling outside of my normal environment. So if there's some background noise, pardon that. Um, but my, uh, you know, my future in-laws have been kind enough to uh, allow me to step aside and, and record here and share some gen art because gen art is not slowing down, friends. So for this audio only episode, we are going to go do our weekly gen art recap and try to get you the latest and greatest and some interesting stuff going on. This is audio only, as I mentioned, but it'll be on YouTube. Please like, subscribe, follow us on Twitter, comment, let us know what you think. All of the above helps us a ton. We really appreciate it. So with all that out of the way, Jared, let's go ahead and dive in. We'll start, as always, with the macro and uh, really the global macro it's been uh, it's been kind of a rough week this week. Uh, so Bitcoin is down three percent at sixteen point eight thousand U.S. dollars. Um, Ethereum is down also three point four percent at twelve hundred. Actually recovered a little bit. Uh, Tezos took quite the beating, unfortunately, down fifteen percent to about eighty U.S. cents per Tezos coin. And uh, you know it's it it was just kind of a just another bad week out there in in Wall Street, and that's been uh, putting a damper on things. The bear market is not over. We're not out of the woods, uh, and uh, it's it's been dragging on. We'll get to the Gen Art side because things are chugging along there. But any thoughts on the macro, Jared? No new thoughts. Uh, I'm I'm almost starting to think that everybody has this. Uh, we even heard it on our spaces. Everybody's starting to wait for this capitulative moment. So now I'm starting to think. Okay, do I need to to be a counter? thought of is it really going to be coming but uh you know just seems stagnant and i'm trying to follow again wyckoff accumulation versus uh some sort of grand moment so i got all my usdc sitting on the sidelines still waiting to see which direction the the market chooses to to head in yeah absolutely and you know some folks have asked why do we talk about the macro when we are you know here talking about generative art. And, and the reason is there's a lot of folks who think of these as investments and, and treat them as such. And until the macro picture improves, we're just not going to get a significant amount of volume or liquidity in the market, which does change how you need to think about your investment strategies. So that is the reason that's what we're keeping an eye out on. But of course, no one is going to dispute that the more relevant information comes from the actual generative art market. So we will take a look at that now in terms of ethereum based generative art and the top sales here number 1 is the qql mint pass on our little curated list here we use nftpricefloor.com have started a few collections 
QQL mint passes 28 have moved. Uh, floor price is actually down to 6.5 on those, Jared, down 15%. So um, that that's interesting to see. Um, we'll continue to monitor that since that was such a big news when it launched. Um, Chromie Squiggles now uh, 21 sales in the last seven days. And then, uh, you know, these uh, GM Studio collections uh, staying up there in the top, uh, 10 sales each for Mind the Gap and Factura, then Memories of Chilin at number five with nine. That is on total volume. So it's, you know, really not a ton of volume, but as the macro picture is not great and a lot of people on holidays is not super surprising. In terms of floor price, we see that Unigrids is up 62%. Uh, that's probably just one or two, I think it was one W Ether that I saw, or actually it's off of zero sales. So we'll ignore that one. Bent is up 50%, floor price of 1.5. Algorithm is up 35% at 1.35. Elevated Deconstructions up 29%, also off of no sales. Um, so we can look at Squiggles, which are up... 19% up to 13.3 and then Meridian are up too. So that's probably a little bit better signal there. Rattle off a bunch of numbers. Jared, do you have any takeaways here? The biggest takeaway I have is just QQL. I mean, initially I thought, okay, there's going to be a pullback when it hits the sixes, I'm going to be interested. But even though there's a lower, I'll call it cost in ETH terms, I'm really intrigued because there's 28 sales on the week. So there's still people buying them up. Um, I'm really interested to see how the price movement happens with this one. And especially if there's any influence when the um, the output marketplace comes to comes to fruition. So uh, something I'm keeping an eye on. Um, quite honestly, I'd like to get one or two myself eventually. So looking looking at that. And then otherwise, you know, just generally, uh, you know, it sounds kind of weird, but with that, with, projects such as like yuga and you know the the trump nft being so hot over the last you know week or two then all of a sudden gen art kind of cooling off a little bit so just keeping a pulse on that also uh interesting so you think that there's been a little bit of a shift of the capital that could explain some of the lower volume i don't even think there's a shift i just think that um i think it's actually very positive i feel like people are not unloading and being as speculative in the gen art market and the, the, you know i was really hoping for more we sales and trying to pick up some deals um before the end of the year and it just doesn't seem like uh those are either there yet for the tax loss harvesting or other things so um i think it's just actually a good indication of people aren't willing to part with their art for for cheap yeah absolutely absolutely well excellent analysis as always Shall we head over to FX Hash? What are you seeing over there in the last seven days? I'm really enjoying FX Hash. Uh, honestly, the last seven days is led um, with, by dragons, obviously anchored by that 25,000 Tez sale. But again, a really good blend. You know, you got uh, Melissa W. We'll talk about her later on. Having a lot of action, cracking into the top 15 with the multiple projects and then the top 30 with almost all of her projects. But, you know, a really great blend. You got Blind Gallery coming in third for, and then you got uh, Landlines with their faux project that just released a couple of days ago coming in at seven. So, you know, as always, a really great blend between older and newer projects. And I'm really excited to see what, what this comes like. 
I think what we're starting to see is people on the FX hash side seem to be a little bit more diamond handed. I mean, the dragons, yes, there's a 25,000 test sale, but you know, there's not much listings. And after a couple more sales, the, the floor price just runs up. We're seeing that with uh, Melissa W's work right now between uh, Take Wing and Z Baghetti. I mean, the, the, these floors are just running and no, but no new entrants are coming on to the market. Yeah, actually, you you just uh, you just stole one of my newsletter stories, Jared, uh, talking about these these price price dynamics in FX Hash. It really it's just consistent, and I think we were talking about this on the spaces, but people are, are just not undercutting, and so um, yeah, we'll uh, you know we'll empty go ahead, right? Like the the fire within. I just like I somehow minted the the number one rarity. Not that that means anything in general, but I saw the floor, the floor price starting to run up, seeing a lot of things, and I just went and delisted it to see where this all settles out. So I, I'm seeing it in some of these other projects. People are just saying, Let, let's see what happens and and see where price goes. Yeah, and uh, I actually have, uh, and so you know, folks, check out the newsletter if you wanna if you wanna hear that story, um, talking about some of these collections in the FX hash side that are really doing fantastic. Um, but, uh, yeah, actually I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to tease that and, uh, we'll, we can, uh, we can move on squiggle update. What's going on with our blue chip of the gen art world squiggle update. The, the current floor is 13.3 ETH. That's only a 0.2 reduction since last week. Um, there's, as you indicated, 290 ETH in seven-day volume, and that accounts for 21 sales. The things that I wanted to point out that I felt across those 21 sales, a couple of them were low color spreads. Uh, I actually helped the dude who bought the 17 ETH one, that recent mint number 9714 that was going for charity. That was really, really beautiful, beautiful low color spread and um, great shape, quite honestly. The other thing I wanted to note is the the day zeros have been, there's two day zero sales that occurred in, uh, in the last seven days. One for 15.5 and another for 16. The floor on those are now 16 or 17.69. And then the what I found really interesting is the floor for low color spreads, meaning color spread 10 or less, is now 23 ETH. And there's only a couple in the 20s. So these low color spreads link or low color spread normals are really getting eaten up. So it's interesting to to start to see something similar where there, you're not getting a lot of uh, new product coming to the market and the others are starting to get diamond handed. So I'm really, those are two designations that I'm keeping a close eye on. Dude, amazing analysis as always. That really makes me think I should get a low color spread normal uh, or really anything. Well, I guess I do have a low color spread pipe, but uh normal is 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 one that would be ah man okay we won't keep talking about squiggles because i'm gonna want to get one let's talk about some general news i think this is just a broader news story it is the holiday season it is the end of the year the time to take a step back and reflect art blocks is done minting for the year fx hash has no more mints I believe, or maybe, uh, sorry, I believe it's the 25th to January 1st. Let me double check that right now. Um, but it is, uh, yep, a holiday break, 25th to the 1st of January. So, you know, 
I think it's a time to sit back and, and look at the gen art market and think about what place you might want to play in the market listener, um, what you might want to collect, what you appreciate about it. It's, it's been a crazy ride certainly for us. And I think, yeah, I don't know, really grateful for it. Just, uh, you know, not really news, but I think a time to take a step back and reflect on all this time we're spending and how kind of crazy and fun and cool it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm grateful that there's going to be a little bit of a break. So we're not having to run from holiday party or opening presents to, to run to a mint. I just did it yesterday in the midst of a party to get, to get the landlines new, new mint and, and got three of them myself. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm grateful to be able to just get some air and, and exhale a little bit. Right. And, you know, although in theory, no mints means less chaos, I'm sure the, the secondary markets will be frothy and, and rot with action as, uh, as they always are, especially as we start uh, diving in and talking about different, actually the first, uh, or sorry, the news story that you wanted to bring up, Jared, is, is uh, about secondary. We'll talk about that rapture sale, huh? Yeah, Rapture Seven and uh, went for sale with the total proceeds going to charity, which I thought was really, really awesome. But all fifty Rapture holders or the pieces, there's obviously a couple held by multiple wallet or a single wallet, made it through the the social experiment of not listing or trading wallets for the the full year. So, you know, to to commemorate that seven went numbers that rapture number seven went for sale for 169 ETH. I thought that was really, really indicative of kind of where we're at. And so the fact that these beautiful pieces of art, especially ones from notable artists and uh, really limited runs are very, very desirable. So again, just a sign that the, the market's still strong and, and people are liquid. I mean, that obviously went to curated. So they have a lot of uh, liquidity to to splash around, but I mean, they also just picked up a really beautiful, um, you know, black and white Fidenza. So it, there's there's deals to be had and and great art. Absolutely, absolutely. And for folks who maybe new cur- curated is an NFT art fund, and they're known to have a good eye and grab good deals. And the Rapture was a project by or is a project by Dmitry Cherniak. That is, uh, it was airdropped to everybody who had another project called the Eternal Pump, but there's only 50 of them. He would have released more to increase the supply to 666 if anybody had traded, transferred, literally touched any of these things in a year. Nobody did. Now that year has passed on December 15th and one of them sold. So it's, you know, there was literally no market for this. Nobody knew how much they're worth, but highly, highly limited and considered, you know, one of the best artists out there. So, and one thing I forgot to touch on is, you know, three O's capital had three of these. So it was really, there was a lot of speculation would, uh, you know, but Vincent Vendo advised the, the legal very, very, uh, accurately and not to do anything with it. And so, you know, there's a lot of speculation early on, like with these transferred, like, would there be anything that like, would they open up the floodgates and, and just after the one year mark, they all transferred. So I'm curious to see, you know, do three more come on to market here pretty soon as part of that liquidation. Yeah. And so people, people don't know three arrows capital went bankrupt. They owned a few of them. People thought they might have to be sold thus ending the social experiment, but it wasn't, it worked out. Not a ton more news, 
other than that thing, the newsletter I teased. Uh, so let's go to the great art at great prices. I'm I'm going to run through a few of these because I was hyped on a bunch of stuff. Um, as uh, I, I've taken a few days off, as Jared, you've known, about a week actually. I was sick and then I haven't been looking at too much stuff. So I was excited to get back and check out what's going on in the market. So I'm going to run through four collections I'm really enjoying. The first I'm going to do is Translucent Pains by Finger Code. Finger Code is awesome. Met him at CDMX at Bright Moments, Mexico City. Um, really cool guy. Really great collection here. 431 pieces. Current floor price 0.23. This is Ethereum based. I like this art. Check it out. See if you like the aesthetic. The next one that I wanted to talk about is Caminos by Juan Rodriguez Garcia. So Caminos is a thousand pieces. This was given to everybody who minted at Bright Moments, Mexico City. This is a local artist from there, Mexican. It's a really cool art, very colorful. Uh, I, you know, I enjoy a ton of these outputs and great thing is it's cheap. So even, you know, if it's a 0.19 ether floor, don't have to worry so much about it being an investment. I would have uh, you know, no idea how well it does, but if you enjoy it, go ahead and grab it. It is in the affordable category. Attractor by Chris McCulley is the third one I wanted to highlight. This was an FX hash mint that just happened, 365 pieces. Floor price is 27. Uh, I don't know if you've seen these, Jared, but I think these are kind of fun. They give me a little bit of a, a Tyvek vibe here, an art of, well, just, uh, I guess a little bit of the aesthetic and the style, but um, really colorful outputs at a 27 Tez floor. You know, it's like not even $25. Uh, I, you know, it could be something you can just pick up and, and enjoy. Then the last one I wanted to highlight is uh, it's a little bit of a hybrid. So it is great art at great prices, in my opinion. It is a friendship bracelets by Alexi Andre, the art blocks, uh, free mint that was given to anybody who had any art blocks. And uh, I actually really like these. I was looking at these, Jared. Some of them, I, I truly enjoy the art and the colors there. They, they really sparkle and they're fun. These are dynamic. So don't you know? go beyond the thumbnail, folks, when you're looking at these, click on it. Um, and I also wanted to highlight the fact that a bunch more have been minted. So we're at 27,807 now looking at it live. And uh, it seems like you know that deadline's approaching January 10th. We are not too far away, only like two and a half weeks away from that. After that, they'll be closed up. So we're probably not going to get anywhere close to the theoretical maximum of 72,000 um, that were eligible to be minted. And the floor price is pretty resilient at 0.27. It was at 0.3 earlier today. Uh, I will I've been talking forever, Jared. I want to hear your thoughts or any recent thoughts on friendship bracelets. We actually haven't had a chance to talk about it. We haven't had a chance to talk about it. I have communicated with a, a couple people about it. And I mean, it ran up to as high as 0.34, I believe, uh, in the in the recent days. Just a tremendous amount of sales. I think that, you know, my opinion is that uh, it will, I think there will be a run up coming to the close of the mint, and then after that, I think there will be some interesting price action. Is my hope. I think largely due to the fact that, you know, everybody's scared by the seventy-two thousand possible mint. But you know, unless there's something crazy towards the end. Um, you know, there, there's there's just a really great opportunity here. 
Um, and the, the cool thing about it is it, it's 0.27 right now. Like that, that's still affordable and there's an entry point to have exposure. A lot of speculation. Uh, I think a lot of people have been very vocal that there's going to be no utility to any of these. So all of my my speculation on that has kind of gotten snuffed out. We'll see what transpires over like the next, you know, months and years, honestly. Like this is just intended to be a really, really fun project. So I'm I'm anxious to see what happens, but at the same time, you know, I've got my my plan in place for the fund and people seem to love these things, man. I just I think that there's uh there's something here. People like to collect, man. People like to collect, and these are extremely fun and collectible in that way. Let's hop on to some exciting upcoming drops. I think we would be remiss not to talk about the next Art Blocks curated project. Uh, it's uh, one of the things that I think, Jared, you know, it's everyone kind of wonders what what the thoughts are on the next one. Um, it's, it's an interesting project. You know, I haven't actually gone into the staging, so it is called the field by beer van gear. Uh, they, it's an, it's a curated, it's coming out on January 4th, starting Dutch auction of 9.36 ether and, uh, 369 pieces. This artist actually had an art box curated before hyper hash, but that was a long time ago. It was January of 2021. So before Art Blocks really took off, I think it's hard to compare um, art or really the the market from the then to now. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of have mixed feelings about this. Uh, I guess we'll we'll see how it goes. I, I believe it's going to get botted like most things, but it is interesting art and a little bit dynamic. It moves as you move your screen. Do you have any thoughts, Jared? Have you had a chance to look at this? I haven't gotten into the staging yet. I'll probably do it over the the holiday. I do think that this is, I mean, this is one's very, very um, dynamic once you click into it and let it move. I think that um, I'm not immediately drawn to it. It's not that a, it's not a must have. I'm not ooing and aahing, but I do see an allure to it. And that's why I, there's something here that I want to dig deeper into. My intuition says dig a little bit deeper. So I will be doing that here shortly. Makes sense. Likewise. All right. You had a couple. Yeah. I wanted to um, touch on Vellum by by Harvey, um, also known as Pattern.co. What's really interesting is it got announced recently that on January 26th, Bright Moments will be releasing this. There will be a hundred series one will be a hundred piece drop. You can mint in person or uh, in New York or uh, remotely. I think the details that literally just hot off the press came out a few hours ago is on January 5th at 10 a.m. Pacific, it will be a Dutch Dutch auction starting at 10 ETH with a rebate. And what was really intriguing is that it's also with a discount. So the if you hold you know, a crypto citizen set, you get a 20% discount. And if you hold either a Fontana, a crypto citizen, or three of Harvey's other project that's escaping me at the moment, then Both you get a 10%. Dream. Thank you. Uh, you get a 10% discount. So I think that's a really intriguing play for somebody who has uh, doesn't have a Fontana and doesn't have uh, crypto citizens. Um, you know, it, it's, I will not be getting a discount, but I'll be really curious to see how that plays into it for for a lot of people. But, you know, on, the, on our spaces, I said uh, a 14 ETH is where I thought the Dutch auction would rust. And I'm actually really, really 
intrigued and excited to see that the starting Dutch auctions 10th. Let's hope that doesn't move up, but I think it's a, it's creating, it's still expensive for a lot of people, but it's creating an opportunity for those who missed out on Fontana to get into a really, really beautiful project with a lot less pieces. So you think this could mint out a 10th? Um, yeah, I a hundred percent think it could. Um, will it, I don't see it going below nine. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay, cool. I, yeah, I'm really, really intrigued to see how it goes. Uh, a hundred pieces is tough. There's a lot of people like Fontana. Um, you know, I'm going to go and say it, I'm going to say it on the air. I, I don't think this collection will do as well as Fontana. I'm I'm sticking to my thesis that larger collection sizes create more of that network effect and create more demand over time. Uh, I think the art is actually better than Fontana, in my opinion, personally. But I, I'm, I'm putting it out there, Jared. I, I don't necessarily think you're wrong. I think historically it will show that way. Um, I think you know Harvey and Bellum would be the first to kind of buck that trend. But I'm. I think it, like you said, I think it's better art also, and that's saying a lot because Fontana is extremely beautiful. So I, I'm curious to see how this plays out. And I think Harvey said it. This is series one, so I think that you know I'm really intrigued with the opportunity to collect an entire part of this or the entire series and and seeing what that looks like. I think that there will be a long term collectability opportunity there. That is true. That is true. That's a really good point. Harvey is going to release. He said a total of 400. He's going to release them all this year in sets of 100 and do it in different ways. So we don't know exactly how it's coming out, but I think that's actually a really fun thing he's doing for collectors. And hopefully not all of them are, you know, $10,000 each, because <laughs> that would certainly help me in collecting those. Yeah. It, it, and I think that's the biggest interesting part is like then at the end of it, like people who have the entire series, like is there a award speculation i mean harvey loves his collector so i I'm, I'm really intrigued with the the potential gamification of this and this is why i will be holding vellum one way or another awesome all right then the expanse expanse or, by by yeah, i don't uh, know if it's the expanse sorry just expanse by right. uh kettle gallin uh awesome follow-up to his art he's obviously got um archetype and then the decagon but this is going to be a series of 10 pieces which i find really interesting that'll have a, a significantly smaller but these are in my opinion stunning outputs um it looks absolutely amazing but it looks like it's gonna be a 10 piece collection that will include a signed print and they will all be auctioned off on january 3rd so really interested to see what kind of traction these get, but at the same time, uh, it's going to be absolutely manic to get a piece uh, with they being pre-curated one of one, but only 10 of them. So I can imagine them being very, very expensive. I know. And and what he's put out on Twitter has just looked so good. It's, Yeah. Yeah, I was really looking forward to a, a bigger edition and, and getting an entry. I really, really wanted this to be a, a larger, um, a, like a larger set. But at the end of the day, like he's an artist, he's going to control it however he wants to, and probably going to make a boatload of money. That's right, and I think that you know, 
probably there's some different artistic expression in getting to drip some out like this. And, you know, we've seen this happen a little bit. We were talking offline about it, right? Like Lars Wander, um, the How You See Me series on the object was fantastic, beautiful, and, and done in a similar way. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see him coming out with something. It's been a while. And so I'm excited for them as well. Probably won't be able to collect them, but really, you know, looking forward to see how they do. Let's hop over to some artists to highlight here, Jared. I know you got to run soon, um, so I won't belabor it, but I wanted to start with Radek Zane, who is a fantastic artist, also a grailer, had a recent collection that I'll hit on in a second um, called Hypnagogic, but he has really a, a lot of work, uh, and FX Hash is probably a little bit well known, but Grid Studies is a, is a big one of his, and just really... Uh, you know, kind of a thoughtful, doesn't put out a lot. Stuff he puts out is really nice and uh, is a, a cool artist. And this latest one that I'll talk about in a second is just just absolutely stunning, in my opinion. I love it. And so um wanted to highlight him really quickly. And uh, next, before I throw it over to you, Jared, I want to talk about Zach Lieberman. Uh, Zach Lieberman is uh, perhaps a little bit less well known because he does a lot of one of ones and does a lot of work on FX hash. He has a Horizontes, uh, he, which is a collaboration with him and Iskra V, um, is, uh, one of his that it, it really highlights his work on light. He's a master at light and he did the bright moments, Mexico city called a hundred sunsets, which it, it literally looks like sunsets on water is this art. It's, it's really quite stunning how he has a, been able to figure out how to make the computer graphics come out that way. It's, it's yeah, I, I love it. Um, So I wanted to highlight him. Uh, a fan mentioned him. I can't remember their handle. I'm sorry, but I agree. He's somebody who should be highlighted. So check out Zach Lieberman. We'll link to some of his work um, and then put it that out in the tweet thread as well. And then Jared, Jared's been moving markets. So we, we got a, we got another artist who's been on Fuego. Yeah, Melissa W. We've highlighted her a few times in the, the last couple market updates, but you know, in the 24 hour volumes going on a little bit um, myopic here, she's got, I think, every single one of her projects in the top 20. I think it's absolutely amazing. Just something to, to look at. I, I did tweet that I picked up two take wings uh, that I felt were beautiful and were before a big floor jump and then the floor just kept running and then it spilled over into everything. What I think is really intriguing is her, um, her art blocks curated project Sudfa has not run yet. So there's, this is a classic example of how this FX hash microcosm is just absolutely running. The floors are crazy thin for a lot of her work, but wanted to highlight it because it's, it is beautiful work. Uh, congratulate Melissa on Twitter. She's super, super engaged with all of the fans, but Really, really uh, amazing artist and amazing work. Absolutely. And Sandalia, which is her art box uh, presents, came after Sudfa. Only 180 pieces, Jared, at a half ether floor. And a pretty thick floor, too. It's it's not like it jumps that quickly. So another one that I'm, I'm kind of surprised hasn't moved. Um, not saying those are as good as Take Wing, but, you know, people tend to speculate on things like that. So... Hopping over to some collections to watch here. The first one I, I talked about, Hypnagogic by Ruddick Zane. So this launched on Verse earlier this week. I think it was only like 300 US dollars for each of them. Uh, sorry, 350. The floor price is now 
2900, 2.38 ether. They are beautiful. There's only 50 of them. So that's part of uh, why probably the price is, is so high. But um, yeah, I mean, just I, they weren't really on my radar when I first saw them. I was taken back by just kind of the simplicity and the, the haunting images. And I, I, I mentioned this, but I, I have a hypnic jerks or hypnagogic jerk. So I'm aware of this dream state. It's like this, uh, it's part of when you're falling asleep and sometimes you can have a, have a movement or jerk during it. Anyways, as a little nerdy sleep medicine side of it that I enjoy, but really like these. Uh, did you see these, Jared? I don't know if we talked about these, but yeah, no, these are amazing. Yeah. Um, so there's there's that and uh yeah do you want to actually i'll just go real quick with i I also wanted to know archetype i'm curious to see if we see some movement in archetype as a galid releases this new collection and so the that's a 27 ether floor really hasn't moved much in the in a while so i was surprised to see that i feel like it's due you've been talking about this for a while we'll see yeah if if there's a run on that project i mean granted you, the, the entry points like you said 27 to 30 plus eth so it, it'd take one heck of a, a run at it but super super thin floor there um last art to watch is unfolded by lars wander full disclosure i just per- picked up one myself i think that the thing that's really intriguing here is this is very very beautiful art in my opinion but what's really really intriguing is the floor on this there's two at 300 and then it jumps to 450 and really takes off after that. So this came onto my radar because, um, you know, there's two great collectors that I track their wallets, one being Von Mises and the other being Tin Bane, who went pretty hard on this recently in the last uh, month. And I think that, as you indicated, Lars is amazing as an artist and this project in particular, I think presents extremely well. It has a very, in my opinion, universal appeal aesthetically so i could really see this one um doing really really well that is a great pick jared lars i I think is is going to be a i mean is a rising star and i think could could is one really like solid long-form generative art collection away from being a household name in in my opinion Uh, all right well that's a wrap Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, Jared, for making the time with the holiday madness. It's good to see you as always. And for everybody, we appreciate you listening. Um, any parting words, Jared? Nope. Feel free to engage with us. Give us some feedback. Follow us on Twitter. We always have some uh, really great tweets, but specifically collectors underscore XYZ. Amazing threads, amazing daily content that gets put out there. So click the like button, follow, do all that good stuff. We, we're here to help and support you in any way possible. Appreciate that, Jared. And for folks who don't know, Jared is the uh, founder and uh, runs the 8NAP Digital Asset Fund. So if you're interested in diversifying, check him out. He will never shill, but I will shill for him. And that's it, everybody. We'll see you next week.
Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like this episode and want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on YouTube. Please also follow us on Twitter for announcements as we expand to other social and content platforms. Our Twitter handle is at collectors underscore XYZ. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. So please comment or reach out. We're always striving to be more useful and get better so we can help you in your collecting journey. The Collector's Corner team and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.